welcome to the 80th episode of the Mostly Soccer Podcast. Happy 80th, Jimmy. I know. We officially made it to 80. We've made it longer than most podcasts or people lives. I was going to say, or people. (laughs) Um, But my name is Michael J. Dalo, and I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy, what today? I can only be Jimmy Upsets (sighs) and And Jimmy Upset. There were were quite a few of those, and we're going to get into the thick of it today. We're going to recap Arsenal City, the Premier League. Every upset that's happened recently, even today in the Champions League, there were yes. a few of them. But before Wild we get into anything, Jimmy, I should I should say that we're in the Vivid Seat studio tonight. Yes. Your basement has been transformed to the Vivid Seat studio. The best studio. And it really is because, you know what? If you're a first-time ticket buyer on the Vivid Seats mobile app, mm-hmm. you get $100 off. You use the code OVERTIME. How simple is that? Think of if you had used that to go see... Norwich beat Man City. Or if you had gone, <laughs> if you had been a Watford supporter and saw your team come back 2 0 down. Yeah, imagine if, imagine if I was at that Watford game. How tall is the rooftop at Watford Stadium? <laughs> not tall enough. Enough to kill me, do you think? <laughs> no, maybe not. Um, Arsenal's performance was just about enough to kill me. Yeah. Uh, and the, it, it the, definitely the, killed your soul. Uh, more than killed my soul, demolished it. It put me six feet under. And uh, speaking of being under, talk about my gambling debts recently. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think if we learned anything over the last week, it's that, one, we understand why gambling is such an issue. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just a, it's a beast. It's a nasty little it's beast, a, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, nasty beast. And also, we learned maybe don't take gambling advice from us. Yeah. So if you want to win, whatever we tell you. Do the opposite. Do the opposite, and you're going to succeed. You know what? I meant to bring... It's a foolproof pan. <laughs> it really is. I, I meant to bring the little bell that I was talking oh, about last yeah. time. Yeah, I the mo- well, no, the money bell needs to be smashed. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm going to smash that bell. And uh, when I finally get something right, maybe I'll come back yes. with an actual money we bell. We have to earn the right to have a money bell. It's we true. actually have to win some money. It's we true. lost on every single bet. We can't have we the did. money bell. I think I called Leicester City a lock. I called Burnley a well, lock. Well, the, the lock of all locks. Uruguay. <laughs> we haven't recorded since we the haven't Uruguay. recorded. We have not recorded since the I... ball was cleared off of someone's shoulder to Jordan Morris at the back post. Jimmy, that's when I should have just took my phone and smashed it to bits. Yes. When I ever saw that goal go in and it cost me $95. Yeah, it was it was so we've lost on that. We lost on Arsenal, City, Juventus cost me money with the draw. I it was rough. I've lost on everything. We we are losers. <laughs> I think that is the moral of the podcast. And yeah, that's for sure. I mean, if you couldn't figure that out, having listened to 79 prior episodes, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but your brother gave me some good advice uh, yesterday, and he said, don't bet on parlays. That's always good advice. It's a sucker's bet. It really but is. you know what we are? Suckers. Two goddamn suckers. Yeah, and I almost hit one today. I was If the games ended at halftime, I would have been a rich man. But right. unfortunately... That's not how it works. Yeah. And if that was the case, Arsenal would have yes. won on Sunday. But Jimmy, let's stop beating around the bush. Let's get right into it. Are we going to start with Arsenal? No, let's save it a little bit. Let's let's yeah. give a teaser. I want to give one thing because I want to start with, we were talking about the bets. Well, the first bet, big one we had did, was Liverpool. My lock of the week over Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, it was 1-0 Newcastle. Yeah. And boy, was I... Having mixed emotions. <laughs> my hatred for Liverpool was being outweighed by my love of money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty strong love. Yes. I think 
I think your love of money might trump any other uh, hatred. So or I was concerned. Feelings. But then I rolled back over. I went back to sleep. I said, I can't deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, it was a 3-1 Liverpool victory. I mean, some order in a yes. week of nonsense. Yes. Sadio Mane. Roberto Firmino. Yeah. Mohamed Salah. Those guys are pretty good. They are a problem. <laughs> we have a problem. Those guys are pretty good. Yes. Uh, the flick that Bobby Firmino yeah. laid off to uh, Salah. I mean, that was just a ridiculous yes. goal. And, and Mane, Mane has, we were talking about this the other day. Remember FIFA last year when it came out, the time finesse. If you got it right and went in every time, he's got the broken time finesse. Every single time he curls the ball, it's in the top corner. Goalkeeper can do nothing That's about true. it. It's true. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, they're scary. They're gonna win the league, right? I'm, I'm not. I I don't want to even entertain that. We're five games in. We're I'm not doing that. I'm giving Liverpool the league five games in. I've changed my stance from Manchester City. My previous pick, ravaged with injuries at the back line. Otamendi. Otamendi is just an Argentine Mustafi, and I'm I'm out on Manchester City right now. Even though Norwich is the greatest team of all time, yes. I'm out on them. I'm all in on Liverpool. Liverpool fans, you have my full support this season because I'm out on Arsenal too. I'm out on everyone except Norwich and Liverpool. Norwich is out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We don't need to dwell on that Liverpool game, right? Let's talk about another result that crushed us before we get to our big results. Uh, Brighton won, Burnley won. Wrong of us to bet against Brighton, right? Yeah. We got what we deserve. We got what we deserve. Brighton to 63% possession to 37%. Yeah, Burnley had a shit game. 14 shots to 7. Malpey, Neil. Our boy Neil Maupe. Moppy. <laughs> Moppy. He's actually quite good. He is. And Brighton have a decent team, and Grandpa is a very good coach. I mean, that's yes. becoming more apparent every game they play. Yeah. But Burnley salvage it. Jeff Hendricks. Well, Burnley salvage it. That's what I said, Burnley. Oh, I thought Burnley you said salvage it. 90th minute goal. Get the point. And if you told me Brighton and Burnley were playing to a draw, I would not be surprised, and that's exactly what it was. I think we did predict this as well. We decided to bet against it because we're stupid, <laughs> but we did actually predict, both predict a draw from this I game. I think we might have, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I will say, Glenn Murray didn't have the best day. No. Glenn Murray didn't impress me uh, as he usually does. Not the best start to the season for Glenn. Yeah, I know. He started off so hot last year, too. Uh, he, he has cooled down quite a bit since that yeah. balloon Dior run that he made yes. last year. Uh, the next game we have is Man U won Leicester nil. Quite possibly the most boring game of all time. It was hyped up to be so much, and it just turned out to yep. be so garbage. Yeah, um, I thought Leicester Leicester looked the better team for most of the game, but could not put the ball in the net. Leicester, Penalty to United oof. early. Rashford puts it away this time. Yeah, handsome Squidward had a terrible game. Sanoiku, Sanoiku, Saduku. Yeah, he had a terrible game. Someone who we praised, I think. Yeah. A few weeks ago for playing so well. I think it was against Chelsea. But uh, the Leicester, Leicester team hasn't... They haven't disappointed at all. I mean, they've done pretty well to this mm-hmm. point. Um, and going to Old Trafford away is obviously a tough game. Mm-hmm. But they just looked like they weren't up for it. Yeah. And James Madison, for all the good that he does for Leicester, he holds the ball for so long, he never finishes his clinical chances. And I think... We've overhyped him and crowned James Madison a little bit too early. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think he continues to show the quality he has. I think it's. I do think that maybe we've we we've kind of brought him to a level that he's not quite at yet. Yeah, he's 
he has the dribbling ability uh, to compete with some of the best in the world, mm-hmm. and he can make great passes, mm-hmm. but he's always a little bit too late. He, he's always, I don't know, I feel like every time I watch him, I'm just getting more and more frustrated with him. And it's not because I have money on Leicester City, uh, because I haven't previously, but... I don't know. There's yeah. something about his game where it's, yeah. you see the flashes of brilliance mm-hmm. and then you see like those little things. Where it's like, yeah. figure it out, James Madison. We, we should point out, too, he is 22 years old. So, I, I mean, be, he is a very yeah. young player. Um, immense potential. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's already living up to that yeah. potential. But, like I said, maybe we crown him a little bit too early. Maybe. that That's fair. I, and I, I do I don't want to dwell on this game too much because, as you said, it was, it was an absolute snooze fest. Snooze fest. It really was. It, but we're going to, after we go on for hours and hours about the the big upsets we're going to talk about the fact that it seems there is no team in the league that actually wants to finish in the top in that fourth spot i think one to three are locked up i i genuinely do who's three tottenham's three tottenham aren't that good we're gonna talk they're not but the thing is that they're still substantially better than all of the rest Mm. so maybe we should jump to tottenham now because they had a good week they had a good week this week Tottenham 4, Crystal Palace nil. Sun Young-min was dynamic this game. Yeah. Scores two great goals. One, an absolute rocket volley. Created the, Ori- the well, not Aurier goal. The Van Aanholm O goal was created by Sun. And he was even involved in the Lamella goal. Um, a fantastic player. Yeah. And this was, this was just a beatdown. I mean, the second half of this game, I think Tottenham almost looked like they felt bad. Because they spent the whole second half walking around the field, and Crystal Palace kind of like accepted their fall nil defeat and just wanted it to be over. Yeah, Crystal Palace. I mean, they've they've shown us some pretty good moments yeah. in their this first few weeks, but I mean, still relegation favorites for me. They're they're still going down in my book. I'm not convinced with them, and uh, it's unfortunate because I I like a lot of the players on Crystal mm-hmm. Palace. I like Roy Hodgson, but. They just, I don't think they're going to last a full season and not be dead set in that battle at the bottom of the table. Yeah, I think they'll be in it. I don't think they're going down, but I think they will be involved in the battle. Yeah. But, well, yeah. The I, thing that's so difficult, I think, is there's so many good teams. Like Sheffield doesn't seem like they're going to go down, or Southampton doesn't seem it. Brighton doesn't seem it. Burnley. I mean, it, it's it, going to be. Someone has to go. It's going to be not going to be very like good last teams. year with, when there was one team that completely sunk. With Huddersfield, we're not going to see that this year. Yeah, I, I think agree. it's going to be a real dogfight. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think we need to, and we will get to this later. But we need to talk about the the struggle for top four. All right. Uh, but I want to move on to again before we get to the big ones. I want to talk about you brought up the Blades, Sheffield United nil, Southampton one. Game that really didn't offer much. Billy Sharp getting the red card in this one. The the Blades legend. The substitute um, red card. Yes, and Gen- G- G- the guy whose name I struggle Genapo. with. Yeah, there you go. 66-minute goal gives Southampton a needed victory. The The Blades' good run takes a little downturn for a little bit here. But a competitive game. Um, a lot better game than I think many people expected. But in the end, victory for Southampton. Yeah, and uh, let's move on from there. Wolves 2, Chelsea 5, an absolute... Slugfest yes. in Wolverhampton. Uh, surprising. I didn't expect this one to go the way it did. Uh, no Willy Bolly for Wolves. And I mean, there is a lot of odd names on the score sheet for yeah. Chelsea, well, right? Can we start with the amazing goal 
from Tomori, the defender with an absolute beautiful strike to give Chelsea the lead in the 31st minute. Just out of nowhere. And then the man you hate, you've you've been a little harsh on my... I said he was more exciting than Yes, but you were a little harsh on him. You were calling him a tap-in machine. You'd be a little mean to him. Who? Tammy Abraham. You you What did I say that? You said it in text to me when I said Tammy keeps scoring. I don't know. That's a complete lie. You made that up. No, I did not. Two weeks, not last game, the previous game when he scored the brace. I said, look at Abraham keeps scoring. You oh. said two easiest goals I've ever seen. Yeah. I think it's your exact words. <laughs> Maybe I did. That does sound like something I would say. But I was the one who said I'm more excited yes, for Tammy Abraham than Mason Mount. This game was fantastic for me. First goal was a classic Tammy Abraham goal. A nice easy goal <laughs> after what should have been a penalty given um, against uh, Mount was fouled in the box. And then Tammy with a beautiful header. And then an incredible third goal to complete his hat trick. Mason Mount gets on the score sheet. Patrick Crotone scores his first goal for Wolves and his first goal in over 20 games. So a big one for him. Uh, Tammy Abraham also managed to actually get his fourth goal as he scored an own <laughs> goal in this one. <laughs> um, but uh, in the end, Chelsea doing what they have to do. Pretty crazy game for Chelsea. I mean, Wolves away is not an easy fixture by any means. And I had looked it up before. I didn't think Chelsea had beaten Wolves last year at all. I think they lost to them. They drew them. So this was... Um, I felt like Chelsea were underdogs here, and they came in and they punched him in the mouth. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I do want to say I think in the end Chelsea are going to benefit immensely from that transfer ban. Not this season. I think they're going to have a, a difficult season, but I think the experience that Mount Abraham, uh, as well as Loftus Cheek when he comes Tamori. back, Hudson Odoi, Tamori, a lot of their young players are going to get chances they wouldn't regularly get. And I think these are young players with really, really good potential. So yeah. I make I, I think this is actually going to be a good thing for Chelsea in the long run. All right, Jimmy. Does that leave us with only a few more games before we get to the ones that we actually yes. want to talk about? Ashton Villa, nil. West Ham, nil. Nothing to say about this one. Yeah, this is this was just nothing. Pass. I mean, a red card for Masa- Masayaku. Pass. Don't care. Uh, Bournemouth, three. Everton, one. So we, disappointing. We got to talk about this. So this two teams we like. And I thought Bournemouth looked good in this one. Uh, Everton just... Um, they stink away. They yeah, can't they, win away they, from they're home. They're really they're bad away. Arsenal Jr. Yeah, Arsenal Jr. I mean, they just can't do it. And they... I mean, our, our boy Calvin Lewin actually scored a goal in this one. Yes, shocking. Which might have been the most surprising thing of all of it. Callum Wilson had a very nice goal. Ryan Frazier, too, off a free kick, just kind of rolled it in from an odd angle. Um... Might have kind of went off Fabian Delph at one point, but yeah. Everton, you continue to just be Everton. You I don't know what show it is. so much potential, and you just always just kind of come up a little short. And whenever you look like you're going on a run, you just you you find a way to fall flat on your face. What team does that remind you of? Arsenal. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, <laughs> I mean Arsenal they're pretty had, similar. Historically, had some more recent success at yeah. least. That's true. Everton, it's a continued struggle. I mean, there's so much talent there. It's just... It's raw talent, though, a lot of it. Uh, yeah, I guess... Even Richarlison, I mean, you could call Richarlison still raw talent. Richarlison's an odd player. It's like, sometimes he looks amazing, and then other times he's just... He's inconsistent. Yeah, very I mean, inconsistent, very inconsistent. The only player that's really consistent there, I feel like, is Gilfie. And Gilfie's not even... It hasn't quite been on his yeah. game. 
I know. Last season he started so high. I would say Dean is probably oh, for Luka me Dean's the best player. Hundred percent right now. Hundred percent. He's well, been excellent. I, I just I mean, and we gotta give some credit to Bournemouth. Bournemouth who haven't exactly had the best start to the season looked really strong in this one. Yeah. So. But I mean if you're an Everton fan here, you have to be disappointed that you're going away and losing to Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean I think you have you should be annoyed at this point. I just think I would be so annoyed because it continues to happen. It's just like they can't take that next step. They mm-hmm. always look like on the cusp of doing it, and they just haven't been able to really take it. Yeah, I agree. All right, Jimmy, before we get into Arsenal and City, let's take a break. We're sorry for keeping everyone on their <laughs> on their toes here, but we have to keep them interested somehow. So uh, let's thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back with some good content. Finding the right pros for home projects can be tough and spark a lot of questions like, how do I find a pro who can help? Will they do a good job? Will I get a fair price? That's where HomeAdvisor can help. From leaky faucets to major remodels, HomeAdvisor connects you to the right pro for the job in seconds and even helps you get a fair price. Read reviews, check project cost guides, and book appointments. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free HomeAdvisor app to start your next project. All right, folks, we are back. And this this might start to sound like a funeral a little bit. Jimmy and I both... We both experienced defeats this week. Uh, one was a draw that was actually a defeat, and the other one was an actual defeat to Norwich. But, Jimmy, this is the first time we're ever doing it. It took us 80 episodes to have <laughs> crushing defeats yes. on the same weekend. Jimmy, we're going to crack a beer we're right to the microphone. Needed. This is a revival. <laughs> Our old friends. Yeah, Mercy Brown Imperial Ale. Yeah, I've never whatever had this. this one is. I'm hoping, that, on it. I'm hoping that it's not bad. It's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine is the perfect word. It's, okay. it's the operable word. You know I what mean, wasn't fine? The displays that our clubs put out there. <laughs> so I don't even want to talk about we're it. We're gonna sure. we're gonna jump into Arsenal first because I feel like I can I'm not gonna be as negative as you. So let's jump into the mud. Let's get in the shit with the pigs and let's figure this out. Let's go. For what it. the hell happened? Wofford two, Arsenal two. Huh? <laughs> you know why this happened, right? Because I had put money on Arsenal and they were the pillar that needed to fucking pull through for me to win. And uh, of course, they did not do that. No, they definitely didn't do that. Yeah, but so, I, I want to. I'll talk about it, Jimmy, because yeah, this was okay. Jump into it. This was uh, bizarre, bizarre, right? Watford just fired Javi Gracia. Uh, they have Kike. In, yes. in charge now. Uh, their old manager now back with them. I don't know what the hell is going on at Watford, right? They have a banged up team. They are in last place in the Premier League. And, uh, you know, pretty good time to play them, you'd think. You, one would think it would be a good time. Yeah, favorable uh, situation for Arsenal coming into Watford. Uh, Arsenal, not very good away historically. Did beat Watford last season away. And, uh, you know, I was confident coming into this one i felt pretty good that arsenal uh having i won't say they've played well but having not played shambolically uh in any game prior to this uh could have got a result here and you know what they started off terribly the first 10 minutes or so watford pressed them uh arsenal looked like they were going to get scored on instantly if watford had anyone who could score they would have. Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles looked like the Ainsley Maitland-Niles from the Europa League final. Um, and he'll have those games if you put anyone who knows how to play right wing against him, like Gerard De La Feu does. 
and uh, he was horrible to start this match. And luckily for us, Aubameyang is so good. He's so clinical. He single-handedly brought us into this game with just a one-touch turn finish. It was excellent. Yeah, so let's, with that, so it starts off, and Watford just went came out guns blazing. Tom Cleverly, looking vintage. Fuck Tom Cleverly. He he was he was dominant though. I mean, he he really had an a, amazing game. But he like he actually stinks, yes, right? And I know. It's just like that's Arsenal that, can only make him look yes. good. Like he's not good, and Arsenal are so bad that so, they make him look like he's a fucking all pro. So they start, and then Arsenal gets a goal, twenty first minute from Obama Yang. Um, fan it, it scores a goal, and it looks like okay. Everything's they're gonna write the ship. It's gonna be settled. It's gonna be okay. And then they get a second one ten minutes later after perfect pass from Ozo. The pass to the pass. It looked vintage. It was a fantastic goal. And <laughs> at that point it's two 0 And I looked at a little secret. Mm-hmm. I had bet on Arsenal too. <laughs> I had put them in a cross sport one mm-hmm. where everything else hit. Everything else hit yeah. for you that day? Yeah, everything wow. else hit, except for Arsenal. So that that was quite disappointing. I saw 2-0, too. So I see 2-0, I go. Easy. Easy money. Yeah. What a day. What a day. We thought. So we I thought. thought. And it goes to halftime. Like, okay, this is done. Then the second half starts. And by God, Arsenal decided that they, they wanted to give this away. <laughs> That's the only way I could look at it. Because Socrates, Socrates... Papa Dadopoulos decided he wanted to directly pass the ball. Okay, so so let's not let's not skip around what what was happening before that goal happened. Before Socrates gave the ball away. Well, it wasn't the first time that they. Were it wasn't the first time. Is that. correct. Uh, I'm gonna do my best not to single out players here because. I don't think it's it's getting Arsenal fans anywhere. It's not doing anything. No, for no, me it anymore. never really benefits the single out players, especially right. because I don't think the players are the biggest issue at Arsenal. And that's that's where we're gonna get to eventually. Um, but yeah, Arsenal they come out second half and and they stopped playing. They decided that they were done. They were done for the day. They were gonna just try and pass the ball around the back. And obviously, they aren't good enough to do that. They're fucking terrible. Um, Matteo Guendouzi was feeling very confident in this game. Towards the end of the first half, he got into a fight trying to protect Pepe. Uh, I don't know what the hell was going on. He, Pepe didn't even really get <laughs> stepped on. But Matteo Guendouzi, uh, he's chirping. He's being very immature. And second half, he showed us that he still has a lot to work on. For someone who I've praised mm-hmm. um, every single game this season, and well-deserved up until this mm-hmm. point, um, he had an absolutely shocking second half to start and uh luckily he was subbed off that was probably one of the good things that emery did but he was he was trying to dribble and pass around the back and he almost like two or three times he passed it directly into the middle and arsenal were lucky not to get scored on so you think okay maybe we're learning right we're not Mm going to keep doing this we're not going to keep forcing it out of the back and yet arsenal burn leno passes to socrates and they continue to do this dumb fucking pass out of the back when they're up two nil being pressed to the bone, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why not just boot it out and beat the press that way? Or defend, or just give yourself a chance to defend. But anyways, Socrates passes the ball to Watford, and they score instantly. Yeah. Two Tom one. Cleverly. Tom Cleverly, the best player in the Premier League, obviously. Guy probably hasn't done anything <laughs> in any other game that he's played this season, but uh, good for him. He had a hell of a day against Arsenal. 
but truly a gift of a goal. You'll never score one easier than that, Tom Cleverly. I could have scored that mm-hmm. goal, and I'm terrible. Uh, it, it, that passing out of the back sequence was so beginning of last year, it hurts me to even see it with Bern Leno playing with Socrates, David Luiz in a midfield that's that hasn't looked good, per se, this season, but mm-hmm. they haven't looked like yep. they're going to make those rookie mistakes that they were doing early last year. So that was extremely frustrating. And then after that, you just knew. You just knew that this game was over for Arsenal. Because Watford, they were feeling it. And Arsenal, they crumbled like they always do. And the thing is, this needs to be said, is Arsenal kind of gave in to... So when you're getting pressed, when you're... Now it's 2-1, you have a battle. You Generally, making subs is not a bad approach. But making the wrong subs just adds to this. Bringing on Willick and Reese Nelson for Sabayas and... Ozil. Yeah, so the D- Danny Ceballos comes off first, right? I believe so, yeah. And he comes off for Joe Willick, was it? I, I think so. Right? I'm, so. I'm not positive, to be honest with you, but I believe that's what it was. So say this is the first sub. Danny Ceballos has been the only Arsenal midfielder who's pressed Watford, who's given them any trouble all day. Mesut Ozil is playing decently. Yeah, I, yeah it was Ceballos for Willick. Right, Mesut Ozil played decently. Yeah, uh, should, he, he thought the best game I've seen from him for a while. 100% should not have started. What right does Mezzarozo have to start that game? Well, I'll tell you this. When I saw he started was when I went, oh, no, I'm going to lose. Yeah. Then they went up 2-0 and I was thing. happy. But, but. I said the same thing. I said I shouldn't bet on Arsenal because Ozil's starting. And can you tell me what right he has to start in this team right now? He hasn't played a single minute up until this mm-hmm. point. Well, I mean, uh, at some point, you got to bring people back in. I don't necessarily think it's... But a, do you start him away from home where he's been shocking? Well, Unai Emery has even said Mesut Ozil's yeah. forte is not playing away yeah. from home. I mean, here's the thing. You know how my feelings on Ozil have made them well. I'm out on him. I'm yeah. done with Ozil. I mean, but at some point, he is far and away your highest paid player. And he stinks. You need At some point, you need to try to get him back into the lineup. I mean, at some point, I, you kind of have to A substitution would do the trick, right? I mean, Joe Willick has earned that place. Danny Ceballos has earned his place. Lucas Torreya should have even started. I mean, Mezzarozo doesn't he doesn't deserve to be in the lineup. Granted, he had a decent game compared to the other Arsenal players. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, back to the sub of Danny Ceballos. A horrendous decision from Unai Emery. And after the game, he went on to say it was very hot. That's why Danny Ceballos came out. Imagine saying that it was too hot for someone to play. Yeah. Imagine saying that. Imagine after... Drawing this game away from home that you were up 2-0 to say that it was hot, so I took potentially the best player off the field. I don't understand. I don't understand the thought process of Unai Emery. But uh, Joe Willock doesn't really offer us anything in this game, um, being pressed so badly. We needed Lucas Torreya was the correct sub to make there. was then made for Gunduzi. Yes, but it was a little bit late. late. Yeah, a like for like sub there. And uh, at that point, you could probably argue that Matteo Guendouzi should have stayed on because we were in defensive yeah. mode and we needed to pass. And you would pass. have taken Ozil off. Yes. Which, in the end, you do take Ozil off. But for Reese Nelson, who as much of talent is there, has yet to show anything this season. Mm-hmm. And has shown, if he's shown anything, he's shown a tendency to turn the ball over. Yep. Um. So not necessarily what you want to bring on in a game where you're trying to hang on. Yeah. The, the subs it, in this game were shocking that's the only way to describe it is shocking Unai Emery he he must have had players in his mind that he was going to sub off and bring on 
because there's no other reason why he would make the subs in the pattern that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the first sub, it, first of all, it shouldn't have been Ceballos. Sure, if he's dying of heat, which he wasn't, he looked like he was fine. Um, you bring on Torreya even still. And Joe Willick maybe comes after that, I guess, if you want to sub out Mesut Ozil. But mm-hmm. to sub him out for Guendouzi, it, it, it's just lunacy. And Mesut Ozil, at that point, wasn't doing anything to help Arsenal. He's doing his classic... You know, lose the ball, lay on the ground for a minute, fix your shin pads, pull your socks up. It's like making a scene like that. It, it doesn't help anyone. Yeah. And I think he got it so completely wrong. The entire game plan was... That's the issue. It was, the it was horrific. Was and it has been horrific for the past few weeks. Yeah. And I have defended him because we were playing in tough games. But There Liverpool, is no style of play. We talked about there it isn't. last time. There isn't. And I'm done with Emery. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm completely and utterly done with Emery, and it's not a gut reaction result. It's it's a culmination of last year we missed out on the Champions League, strictly because the coaching was so poor at mm-hmm. that point. Uh, I mean, how do you not yeah, win I mean, at least two games? We win two games out of that stretch where we were just fucking yeah, abysmal. We're in the Champions four. League. We make top four. Um, the Europa League final, abysmal. You could mark it up to Chelsea being a better team. Sure, Chelsea have more experience in those finals. Sure, but they were abysmal. They were mm-hmm. terribly coached in that Europa League final. Um, so that bundled up with the beginning of this season, where Arsenal haven't been particularly bad. You know, we've played Liverpool away. I mean, they started actually quite well in the beginning. They did, but we played Newcastle, yeah. and yeah. I forget who else. Um, but Liverpool away was a debacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked yeah. like he might have had an idea to begin with. Yeah. And then we decided that we weren't going to play the wings mm-hmm. at all, which is maybe yeah. Liverpool's biggest and then, strength. And then the Tottenham to game them. was a tale of two halves. <laughs> a horrendous first half and then an excellent second half. It, it's There's no consistency. There isn't. And we should get back to the game because we didn't even talk about the second goal, which was a penalty given away by David Luiz, the top of the box to Perea. And a goal put away by Perea to make it to two. I hate David Luiz. I hate him. I want to say I hate something. His guts. And I hate to twist the knife. Go ahead. But I think I deserve an apology. You do. I, I remember multiple times saying, I think you're thinking it's five years ago, David Luiz, because he's very bad now. <laughs> you know what happens to me, Jimmy? I forget things. I like even even now I'm remembering and I'm getting I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad talking about this game. Um, but I have a short-term memory when it comes to Arsenal because I love them so much. I just, I just forget. You're blinded by your love. I am, and then I'm like, "Oh, David Luiz is good." And David <laughs> Luiz hasn't been good in years, right? Yep, he just and, hasn't. He's and he's been so fucking bad for Arsenal. He does everything. He, he's actually, I, you know, I shouldn't say he's been so fucking bad for them. He's been bad for them in moments where he's we been need David Luiz. Be he's been David Luiz. He's done just good defensive work, good defensive games, and then gives it away yep. with horrible decision making he's given away two of the worst penalties i've seen this season yeah just two like blatant like this there was i don't know what he was there's no reason for it i don't know what he thought he was doing though and then he complained about the penalty i mean you stuck your leg directly in front of the guy you're gonna always get that call against you i mean there just hasn't been anything that's been shocking about arsenal this season in terms of like the players that are making the mistakes it's socrates it's It's, david Luiz, it's granite jaka 
It's those guys, the offenders, who are always doing it. Granted, David Luiz is new, but in his short tenure yeah, here, been, he's, he's, he's showed that he's um, he's very mistake-prone. Yeah. But, I mean, w- what to say about this game other than just a complete disaster, a debacle from Arsenal? It's just a classic result for them at this point, right? I mean, what do we expect? We talk about Everton just like, oh, you know, they're long struggling. What about Arsenal fans? Mm-hmm. What about us? I mean, we've we've struggled with results like this for years now, it feels like. Since I've been a fan, mm-hmm. this has been the norm at Arsenal. It's You win at home. You have good moments at home. Uh, you know, if you beat Tottenham, hooray. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, everything else is like, oh, lose, lose or draw away at Watford. Mm-hmm. Like, lose to Norwich or Crystal Palace. Some, yeah. some team like that. And it's just so frustrating. Yeah, and the thing is, when you look at the stats for this, 31 shots to 7 to Wofford. To give away 31 shots is criminal. <laughs> it's and criminal. The, and, more, and here's the three I think that stand out. Because this is where I look at this and say, how is this Arsenal? 53% to 47% possession in favor of Wofford. Wofford had 499 passes to 466 for Arsenal. Pass accuracy of 88% to 82%. Wofford just outplayed them. Just flat 100%. out played them across the board. 100%. Not just out hustled them and out harded them. They actually outplayed them. And is that because they have better players than Arsenal? No, because they don't. And that's the thing is, if, if you went through the lineup, ding, ding, ding. they don't have better players. Not even close. No. You, you might not be able to name one position where they have a better player than Arsenal. No, I mean, honestly, <laughs> when I look at that roster, the only player that I think gets into the Arsenal starting lineup, not Delafeo, because I, I think I'd probably still take, because oh, I would Decore. take. It's Decore, yeah. yeah. It's Decore, exactly. He's the only one who I look at and say, would he actually make them better? Because you could still argue that Pepe is better than Delefeu. I think that's a fair oh, argument. Oh, yeah. So I, I, mean, I don't think I, I would say... Not the best start for Pepe, but I still no. think he's a better player And you know what? And, and while we're on it, we might as well put Pepe on yeah. notice at this point. Yeah. <laughs> because what's going on here? We, we see the flashes of brilliance, and Pepe is going to come good. I know that he is. I'm, I'm positive of it. But we, we can't praise him like we have been, like I have been. Yeah, you, I'm like guilty of it um, because he hasn't done anything, yeah. right? It's cool to see him like dribble past someone. Mm-hmm. And then it's also not cool to see him kick the ball out of bounds every other time he tries to make a cross yeah. into the box. We need to see something. We need to see something from anyone but Lacazette and Aubameyang. Yeah. They're the only two players who ever do anything good for us yeah. and Ceballos lately. Yeah. Um, and uh, Gwen, I should say Guendouzi. But yeah. Granite Jaka, I'm done with Granite Jaka. I've been done with Granite Jaka. He's a fucking joke of a player. He doesn't care. He wears the captain's armband, and it's only because he's the most senior player there, and he's good at giving post-game interviews. That's the only reason why Granit Xhaka wears the, the armband. Because other than that, he's a complete bum. You know, if you want someone so to, much for not singling out a specific yeah, player. If you want someone to pass the ball uh, backwards or sideways, Granit Xhaka is your man, right? If you want someone to give you 100% heart and effort, he's not even close. The end of this game, the cross into the box that Grant Jaka had on his left Take foot. Take it with your left foot. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? He probably wasn't going to score that chance. It was a half chance. Take the, take it with your left foot. He's got a good left foot shot. He's, That's his he's power a shot. Take it with your left. I don't understand why he took it with right. But you know I, what? That surprised me. And then I know what you're going to say. You know what kills me? Because he did When the ball after. rolls out of bounds. Yeah. When the ball rolls out of bounds. If we did that in our backyard game, <laughs> I would scream at someone. Granite Jaka is not doing it. He's not showing an ounce of hustle in in a in a fucking game that we were supposed to win. Granite Jaka is he's not a captain, he's not a leader, he's a fraud. 
Grand Jockin needs to be dropped from this team. Emery needs to go take a fucking hike somewhere. I'm done with this team at the moment. And I, I, it pains me to say it. I'm done. It's an overreaction. I don't care. I'm so tired of these defeats. We've spent the money. We've done the transfer business. It's time for something to change. Yeah, I think I think that's a good place really? to leave it. I, mean, I will say, the last thing I'll say is because I saw this on Twitter. I'm going to kill me, myself. <laughs> I saw this on Twitter and it made me laugh. It said, maybe we you only get 20% of Pepe this season. Next year when you pay the next installment, you get 40%. <laughs> and then by year five, you actually get the full player. Well, um, before we leave the topic of Arsenal, I know we've been on here for so long, but we do have a lot of Twitter questions yeah, so we should specifically around yeah. this. Um, and the first one comes from Majdos, who said Unai Emery is not good enough for Arsenal. Not much of a question. Ding, 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 ding. But he might be right. That's the money bell for him. And uh, he sent me a screenshot. Arsenal have faced 96 shots this season, more than any other side in the Premier League, Serie A, La Liga, League One, or the Bundesliga. And do you know what that's down to? Terrible defending, terrible coaching, well, not playing. That's not, not I don't playing think, the yeah. wings. What I was going to say is I think that's, that's tactics is what it's down to. It's tactics. You can't blame the defending for that many shots because mm-hmm. they're getting through to get those shots off. Yeah, That's just setting your team up well, to fail. Maybe because we've abandoned playing either side of the field and we've just decided yeah. to condense into the middle yeah. here. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean... We've talked about Emery for a while. We've said, you know, is he good enough for this? I've been a defender. You've defended him. I think I even said, you know, I think he can get them to top four. I don't think he can win the league. What's the excuse with this team? What's the excuse with the players that they have on this team? I just think he, I I mean, I think we've seen what he is as a manager. He's just not a manager for a top club. He's he's Fraudiola. He really is. Uh, we we need a nickname like that for Unai Emery. <laughs> no, I'm saying we need a nickname <laughs> like that for him. Um, it, it's just it's just been more of the same for yeah. Arsenal, right? The yeah. last few games of the past season have clearly trailed over to us now, and it's it's hidden behind these shining new signings. And you know what? We need something different now. It's time. And you know what? People might say I'm overreacting, but even after I started going on about I'm officially Unai out, mm-hmm. I saw bloggers and podcasters I respected mm-hmm. coming out against Unai Emery for maybe the first time, mm-hmm. um, like Ars Blog or Gunner yeah. Blog. They came out and they, on Twitter, I haven't listened to their podcast yet, which I'm going to, but they're, they're basically like, this has been happening lately. Like mm-hmm. we as Arsenal fans need to stop saying, "Oh, we need to give him time. We need to stop protecting him." Yeah. It's time for him to show us what he's fucking made yeah. of. Well, I think the thing I'll say, the last thing I'll say with that is this: Look at what happened with Man United. When you keep saying, "Just give it time, give it time," at some point, you just become, you become that thing. Yeah. Right. You you get stuck. As being the team that's constantly rebuilding, trying next to year. chase past glory. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, if we're talking, Unai and they Emery don't have out, the budget that United has to right. possibly actually get out of it. But if we're talking Unai out, uh, I guess a follow-up question to that. No one asked it, but uh, I've been seeing tweets like, "I would never have Mourinho at Arsenal," and I agree with that. But I don't know who I would even want at Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, like. Is it Ancelotti might be a good good Allegri? one from that I see the thing is I don't know if I buy Allegri. I mean I to be Allegri or Ancelotti are you saying? I'm saying Allegri might be the one that they may look at. Luis Enrique would be 
the prime well, candidate. Well, he's with Spain now, though. Oh, is he with Spain? Yeah, he's Spain. Don't bring fucking Wenger back. At least we have I someone mean, to blame. I it, wish Mustafi it, had played. Do they go down the road that people thought they were going to go last time? Arteta. Is it Arteta? That would be an interesting one. But then we have a Frank but, Lampard or situation. Or is Arteta lined up for the city job is the real question. You know what I mean? Like Pep doesn't have a long history of staying forever at teams. That's true. So, I mean, obviously he has much stronger ties to Arsenal. Yeah. But does he say... Which situation is the best situation for me? Yeah. So who knows? But what, uh, what was was there another question? Yeah, there was a few of them about Arsenal. Uh, Justin Desaris asked us thoughts on Chambers holding partnership and are they better than Luis and Socrates? Obviously, I mean holding Rob is. holding Rob holding is one hundred times better than Socrates and Dav Luis. It's not even a contest, and I'm not saying that because I love Rob holding. You do love Rob holding. It's just it is what it is, and. For Callum Chambers not to get a chance after um, his great showing in the first mm-hmm. match this mm-hmm. season it is another testament to how poorly Unai has managed this defense. Mm-hmm. For Callum Chambers, a young English player, to not mm-hmm. be getting chances at Arsenal also, over a 30-year-old loser, David Luiz, can, can I Socrates argue is fucking ancient. Looking at the players that they have, that they may not be better suited for three at the back. I mean, Kolasinac and Maitland-Niles... Stink. Scream wingbacks, though. I think they yeah. both are far more successful as a wingback. 100%, yeah. Neither so, one of them can And defend. David Luiz has shown you get the best out of him when he's part of a three-man back line. But we can't where he Socrates. has coverage on both sides to make up for it when he just goes all stupid. Unai Emery has players he can't drop. Granite Jaka, Socrates. He refuses to well, drop you can them. Play Socrates. You can play Socrates in that, and you bring in, you bring in uh, uh, what's his Callum name? Chambers. Callum Chambers, thank you. I almost called him Callum Hudson, and I'm like, that's not, that's Chelsea. <laughs> For the time being, I guess. Um, and he also said, and do you think we could get top four with Tierney and Bellerin? So Tierney and Bellerin are the really big ones mm-hmm. that are going to though, tell us how this season's yeah. going to play out. Though I don't know how much Bellerin helps defensively, as he's yes, that he has does. been the issue with his game. Compared though. to Ainsley, Maitland-Niles, Ainsley Maitland-Niles well, doesn't have a clue about playing defense. Because Ainsley Maitland-Niles is not a He's right not a defender. <laughs> and you know what? I, I almost... I went at him a little bit earlier in this episode, but I almost never go at Ainsley Mitlinald because I'm aware that he's doing a job that yep. he has to do. Yeah. So it's tough for me to criticize him, but it's also tough for me to watch him play sometimes as a right back. But um, do I think they can make top four? Yes, only because Chelsea have been so bad. Uh, I do think it's still probably going to be a scrappy battle to the end with United at this point. I don't think it's going to be Chelsea battling so the top four. We'll, we'll talk about this part now before we get to the City game done. Um, the top four. Why does no one want to be in the top four? It's like Liverpool cares. and City are a lock. Mm-hmm. City lost, but they're a lock. I think this is a lock. I think Tottenham are a lock. Tottenham aren't a lock. I think they are a lock. No one else. United, inconsistent as can be. Arsenal, we just talked for a long time about them. Chelsea, <laughs> we've said how they have immense talent with the youth, but they don't. They've shown that they don't look like they're quite ready. To Mason Mount got hurt it. today, by the way. I don't know if that's yeah. a, a real injury um, or not. You know, uh, Everton are just. I, I think I'm say I'm ruling them out. You're you're not yeah, making top done. four. Maybe you make t- maybe you're in top six, but you're not making top four. I agree. Leicester, this was your chance to show that it was you who wanted to do it, and you didn't really show up. I agree. With so that. who the hell wants that fourth spot? 
it, it's going to be Arsenal United or Chelsea as it normally is. I still think Leicester. I want to say Leicester could be in it, but then they go and they put on a display like that, and it makes it hard for me to say they can. I think I think Leicester maybe have a coaching problem too. I like Brendan. I like Brendan Rodgers too, but they haven't showed anything exciting for the players that they have. They should be an exciting counterattacking team. And Brendan Rodgers isn't really doing that with them, from what I've seen so I far. Know. Well, see, I, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of baffled how it looks like no one is. It's right there for the taking, and it's very early in the season. I don't want to overreact, but someone needs to step up and you try to talk, stamp it. You want to talk overreaction? Look at me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm having a meltdown yeah. right now. All right, I, so let's move on. No, no, you, no. We have more Arsenal. Oh, questions. we have more we Arsenal questions. My God. <laughs> The Arsenal fans, they, they feel for me. Yes. Uh, Cullen McIntyre asks us, if Arsenal drop points to Villa, now is it realistic that an Emery sacking is coming? What do you think? No. No? I, he's on his last year of his deal. I think he has the option for the third, is what I've... Is it his option or the team? I'm not sure. But we know he's on at least what appears to be the last year of he's his He's on deal. a shorter leash. Shorter I think he's on a short. I don't think he's gone, even if they drop points to Villa. I think he would need to go on a very dramatic run yeah. because I think that it just makes sense for him and the club if they don't have a great year to just part ways amicably. Yeah. So I amicably. think that that's for that reason, I don't think he'll be sacked unless things go really bad. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, as much as I've said Emery out tonight for the first time ever, and it, it pains me to say I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, like you said, unless it's it's dramatic we start failing in the Europa League early um which is really possible because mm-hmm. we're playing away at Frankfurt uh, Thursday but it would have to be a, a very bad run for that to happen I think because I mean we've seen the board uh Raul and Josh Kroenke pour money into this team for the first time in what feels like forever and it, it's obviously because they believe Emery is the guy who can bring them to top four. So, so we shall see. Yeah. And then we have one more, and this leads us into City. So this is good. Uh, with Norwich's ability to pass around City, do they have better players than Arsenal, a better coach, or players that fit their coach's style? So it's an Arsenal question veiled as a City question. Um, so do they have better players than Arsenal? No. no. Do they have a better coach than Arsenal? Yes. Possibly. Yes. Not possibly, they do. 100% they do. It, it's not even a question. Because they play fun, attacking football. They have a style. And they can beat big teams. Arsenal can't do that. They have no style. And they can't beat big teams. Anytime we play a big team, we draw or we lose viciously. Like against Liverpool. Terror. I, I just think... <laughs> no reaction. I, we're going to get into this game. And I think I can kind of explain why it happened, I think. Um, so do we want to just jump into it? Yeah, jump into City. I've talked so, enough. Three final score: Norwich City three, Manchester City two. Insane, a, by the way. A, a crazy one. Norwich City two facing crazy amount of injuries. A very depleted side. Go out there and they do the thing that I've said forever about if you want to beat City and Liverpool. The only way you beat them is if you try to punch them in the mouth. Mm-hmm. You can't try to just just keep bailing water out of the sinking boat. It doesn't work. You have to go, and you have to go at them. And Norwich did that from the onset. They started this game attacking. They finished it attacking. Um, got the first goal in the 18th minute. Kenny McLean, 
the Scotsman. <laughs> Puts it in. Header off a corner, which if you want me to sound like Michael, because I'm going to start getting mad, City cannot defend corners to save their life. They have had a problem with this for a year and a half, but specifically this season so far this year, the five games in, they have given up so many goals and so many chances of corners. They have a serious problem. They're a short team, so it doesn't help, but it's more than that. They are just always like out of position. I don't know what it is, but they are struggling immensely to deal with corners. Mm. Um, and then, 28th minute, our boy, our boy Todd Cantwell scores after great play by Pookie. Yeah. And more importantly, horrendous defending by every <laughs> member of the City defense. So City start this game. By the way, yes. can we talk about how good Todd Campbell is? I didn't mean to cut uh, you off. No, he's he's fantastic. I want to say the main thing, my main takeaway from on the North side is Todd Cantwell, Timo Puki, and Buendia. Buendia was excellent. Uh, they I think they said it in the game, and they're 100% right. Uh, the word's out on how good these players are. Yeah. They are good. They they're are more good than good. They're players. They're, they're good. top players. They're Timo Puki. I mean, Timo Puki has showed yeah. us. More than many other players have showed us. And Cantwell's young player. I mean, this is young this is English someone who player. he this is he screams to me like we talked Lester about Everton, City, Leicester, Everton. and Everton. He scream or West Ham. He screams that type of transfer. Don't next wish year. West Ham. I'm just saying him. that's what I think of when I see him play. Like that's what I I think of. I I don't yeah. expect him to always be a Norwich player. Buendia was. He was really good. I the effort in the running nonstop. It was, it was quite impressive. Yeah, but um, go on. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, mm-hmm. that's good. And um, and dude, and Lewis at the back, Jamal Lewis, twenty-one years old, dealing with Bernardo Silva and Raheem Sterling all game and did it masterfully. Um, but so the main issue with this game, the issue for City, Emmerich Laporte confirmed now out till February. Vincent Company has left for <laughs> for Anderlecht, and yeah, we have we have a big problem. um. Laporte, as I I I've gushed about Laporte forever. I I mean, clinic clinically underrated, second best defender in the Premier League, one of the best in the world, in my opinion. He is, and I think it showed this game just how good he is mm-hmm. that he can manage to keep this defense looking good at times. Um, Odomendi and Stones. Um, I don't know who had a worse <laughs> one. I don't know who was worse this game. It really is hard to tell because Odomendi had the big moments. Um. We didn't talk about the other goals. City got one back right before half of Aguero, and I thought, okay, we're fine. We're fine. We're gonna come out and come out in the second half, get a couple, get a quick one, and then we'll get a third one. And it'll yeah. Be three, By the way, three. I want you to tell you that everyone who isn't a City fan said, "We don't believe this. We don't believe that Norwich are actually gonna beat you. Yep. We know that this is gonna end three-two. Yeah. Yep. And that's what I, and it did. Just not the way we yeah. planned. <laughs> but then start the half. Timo Puki scores after. Now City almost give it away. Immediately with Stones having a terrible play out of the back. Now, Stone, John Stones, who is known for being good at playing the ball out of the back. It's mm-hmm. really kind of all he's good at. Because he's not good at much else. He's slow. He's not a good defender. Um, he's good at then, being English. Yeah. Tall and English. He's really good at those things. Yeah. Um, then Otamendi. Otamendi just didn't pay attention. Had a man sprinting full speed at him. <laughs> And did not have a single clue. <laughs> like, if you watch the replay, when he lost the ball, he looked confused as to what happened. Um, 
Like, you would have thought it was like a fan ran on the field and stole it from him. He Dude. had no clue. It was so bad. I I mean, talk about leaving your goalkeepers, like, hanging. Like, just, that was... Jimmy, welcome to Arsenal fandom. <laughs> welcome to Arsenal fandom. That is Arsenal, week in, week out. If you don't have Shakhtar and Mustafi doing it, you have fucking David Luiz and Socrates yeah. doing it. So, it just, there's but, a taste. I mean, and the thing is, add insult to injury after this game today john stones is injured now for four to six weeks yeah leaving Odomendi as city's only healthy senior center back so i almost spit my drink out <laughs> at the thought of manchester city relying on Odomendi. so as center we back. now rely on Odomendi, who you can't rely on he's no. at, at his best he is a great player he can have great games he makes some like like ambitious slide attacks and stuff where he looks like, oh my god, this guy's incredible. But he's very inconsistent. When he's bad, he is shockingly bad. Um, kind of the same with Kyle Walker, who after a good start of the season was abysmal in this game. Yeah. Out of position all game. Um, just everyone on City looked out of it. Um, Gundogan getting the start over De Bruyne and brought nothing to the table. Less than nothing. He was irrelevant to this game. Um, Riyad Mahrez having an incredible start to the season in two matches he starts. Back on the bench again. And City just struggled to create. Struggled to really press pressure Norwich. Most of the match. Um, I, I don't know. In the end, City got a second goal from Rodri in the 88th minute. They got three pretty decent chances at the end yeah. to get the tying goal. All three hit right at the goalkeeper. Um, Aguero specifically just didn't catch one clean. Jesus as well. Um, a frustrating game. Very frustrating. I can take this better than you because it obviously, never happens. You, know, you win. You you know you two time defending champions. You can deal with it. And also, I I think City will come good. City have over the last two seasons when they've had a hard defeat, always bounced back stronger. I am worried, though, about this defense. Yeah. I'm, right now... You should be. It looks like... My guess is Fernandinho will move to center back um, with Odomendi. You don't think Odomendi, Kyle Walker, uh, Joe Kinsella on the right? I, I don't think they're going to put Walker in. I think Walker might drop for a few games, but I don't... I, they could. I Also, Pep did say in his press conference today that Eric Garcia, as well as Bellis, will get their chance to... That would be interesting. Play for City. And I, 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 Eric Garcia, who I, I rate really highly, and Taylor Hardwood-Bellis had a great preseason. Uh, started most of the games. Looked really good. Yeah. But he, I mean, he he's extremely young. Um, he's 17. Yeah, Garcia, well, I think, is 19 or 18. These, these are big games that are coming up for City right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I do think that players that young would have an advantage being a city player though considering that they probably won't have much work cut out for that, them in that's a lot true, of games in the end though i feel like that's almost a bad thing because when you get the chances it's yeah. highlighted so much that's the thing and this is the thing with city city do not give up many chances at all no but because of their style of play when they give them up they're usually counterattacking chances or chances where you really need to show that you're a good defender yeah. Which is, and this is where, like, Odomendi and stuff struggle. Yeah. I actually, and Odomendi is a seasoned player. Hmm. Argentine international 
player who was team of, team of the season for primarily two years ago. Like he's he's been an accomplished player and he is struggling with it. Yeah, I think it's harsh to put an 18 year old and 17 year old into that spot. So I expect it to be Otamendi and Fernandinho. It's um, true. That's what I expect. I think Kyle Walker could possibly go in there. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a three at the back if Mendy is healthy because I think Mendy and Cancelo would actually excel at being wingbacks. So he could be very dangerous with probably a front two of Jesus and Aguero, mm-hmm. maybe dropping Sterling into the 10 role in that and kind of going a different approach completely. So I'm interested to see. We may see it tomorrow against Shakhtar. Um, but I am I am a little worried about this defense. I have to say, this is like... The first time in a while, I'm interested to see what Pep does. Yeah. And and let's praise Norwich for yeah, that, the that game that they played. I mean, like you said, if you want to beat the King, you got to come at the King, basically. And, they did. <laughs> and, and that's what Norwich did. This team doesn't play with any fear. They play their style, and they play it viciously. And no matter what, if they're down 4 nothing at Anfield, they'll play it. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a credit to a great coach who has players who believes know the system him. and believes in him. And, I mean, it showed it when they were up 3-2 in this game, or 3-1, and were still going for it. As opposed to sitting back trying to absorb, they kept going for it. Because they know because that's a losing that's, strategy. Yes, and it, and it worked. Yep. And it worked. And that's what you have to do, especially now with City having the defensive issues. If you're any team playing them, if you're not going to go at them, you will still lose. Yeah. They will beat you. Their players are better than you. That it just it, they just they are facts. better than you. They will <laughs> score if you give them that much time and that much possession. They will break you down. Yeah. Whereas if you go at them, you have the chance to catch them out because you make them uncomfortable. Yeah. They are so used to having seventy percent possession. If you make them uncomfortable and come at them with the ball, they're not used to it. That's your best chance. Yeah. I mean, will you always succeed? No. If no, you're not clinical, ninety-five percent of the time you won't, you won't. But it gives you the best chance to do it. Yeah. And if you're a team like Norwich, you have nothing to lose by doing this. No one expects you to win this game. When yeah. you're setting up your season saying we're trying to stay up in our first year in the league, you're writing that game off. You don't admit it, but you're writing that game as 100%. a loss. So the only thing you could say is, oh, well, goal difference in the end. But no, you can't look at that this early no. in the year. This early in the year, you need to go for it. That's what they did. Credit to them. I was very upset, but at the same time, not upset. Because they deserved it. They did it the right way. Yeah. They didn't win off some bullshit. They didn't win off VAR <laughs> ruining something. Coming. They they deserved this win. They were the better team. They were better. They were better. The stats, I mean, if you look at the stats, City had 69% possession of 31, 25 shots of 7. But Norch, I genuinely thought they were the better team. They did what they had to do. Yeah. They deserved this fully. Credit to them. Very interested to see where City goes from here, how they deal with these defensive issues. I mean, I think you said it last year when when City faced a tough loss. You said, don't poke the bear. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, hopefully for your sake, we see that from City. Hopefully for a competitive league, we see that from Mm -hmm. City because Liverpool, if not, will run away with it if City aren't challenging them. I I would like to say, I also would like to start a GoFundMe for everybody's ligaments to go to Emmerich Laporte. Yeah. Let's get him back out there ASAP, please. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Mustafi will be available in January if City are interested in that. You know, I bet Pep could take him and make him a world-class Give center two, back. $2 for Mustafi, please. <laughs> that would be a fair price. Um, but let's quickly just touch on the Champions League games yes. and then get into our predictions. So we had BVB in Barcelona in a nil-nil draw, which is pretty crazy. Marco Royce had 
uh, a thousand chances this game. I got to watch it and Terstergen absolutely put him in a body bag every single time. Um, he had a penalty. Terstergen saved it. And then Royce was running in for the rebound. Terstergen, cool as ice. I've never seen anyone so cool. Like a ball contested by 10 players, scoops it away from him and just turns. So cool. It was awesome. Um, but BVB, the better team in that game, I would say for sure. Napoli 2, Liverpool nil. Ooh, interesting. Liverpool like to lose their first Champions League away <laughs> match, uh, as we saw last year. I think it was against Red Star, yep. uh, which was pretty crazy. But nothing really to worry about. I mean, Virgil van Dijk with a great assist yeah. for the second goal Virgil for Llorente. <laughs> Virgil van Dijk's very nice. Um, and we did get a question about that from Chris Talbert, who said, should I start my Liverpool loss freak out now or wait? Don't freak out. No reason to freak out. Yeah, no, that's no reason at all. You only have reason to freak out if you're an Arsenal fan. This yeah, and week. I mean, let's be honest. Looking at Liverpool's group, Napoli, Red Bull, Salzburg, and Genk, I think you're yeah. gonna be okay. Sa- Salzburg is good. Yes, Jesse Marsh. Let's say it. yay for America. Finally, a win. American coach in the Champions League. Mm. His team putting on a dominant display. Good for you, Jesse Marsh. Why couldn't you have taken the U.S. men's national team yeah, job? That's that's uh, that's true. Uh, Salzburg wins 6-2 against Gank, and we have a hat trick from the 19-year-old Holland. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he this looks like he's going to be good. That's exciting. Uh, and this one, this one. Oh, Jimmy, this one. This one, I should tell you that I bet on it. Oh. Inter Milan won. Slavia Prague won. Can you imagine that I bet on Inter Milan just to win? Just to win against Slavia Prague. And they draw. They're lucky to have a draw. Home. They were very lucky to draw. They draw at home against Slavia Prague, the team from the Czech Republic, who yep. fucking stinks. Yeah, with a 90th minute goal, 90 minute plus two. I hate Antonio Conte. I hate him with a passion. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him, and I also hate Liverpool because they, they, they lost. How do you lose? I bet on you. You lose. <laughs> you need to stop betting. Any team I bet on is a sure thing to lose. Yep. But. Uh, we also we also had Ajax three 0 against Lille, uh, Chelsea, Lille, Lille. <laughs> Lille. Yeah, I like that. Though. Sounds like Lille. Lille. Cute. Um, and then we had Chelsea lose against Valencia well, at home. And um, our boy, our f- oh. our favorite guy. My favorite thing from this whole week is Ross Barkley. Stepping up to the penalty. Yes. I got Fighting it. off his whole team. Literally, I got it. And then fucking shaking it off the bar. He's a bum. I, I, I don't like attacking players, but I Russ Barkley stinks. So, he stinks. I don't understand how anybody <laughs> thinks he doesn't stink. He stinks. No, he's bad at soccer. He's, he's bad, bad at that. He's, he's actually bad. Uh, <laughs> and then we had Group G. Leon 1-1 against Zenit. Uh, I was going to bet on Leon. And then I asked my cube mate next to me at work i said i said danny leon or zenit and he goes zenit all the way he has no idea either team and i said wow i'm not gonna bet on leon now and sure enough they salvaged a draw uh benfica won leipzig too leipzig is having quite the run here they're they're top of the bundesliga they're winning their champions league group good for you um but let's move on to our premier league predictions and jimmy while i pull these up what are you going to do to stall them? I got them now anyway. Oh, wow. That was quick. Look I'm at that. Quick. I didn't even have to. Quick on the fingers. We have Friday, September 20th, Southampton at home versus Bournemouth. Who do you have? Well, love the Friday being back. Always love a Friday game. I am going to go 
Bournemouth to Southampton one. I think Bournemouth keep stay hot after their victory against Everton. This is a one-one draw for sure. Lock that in. Uh, and then we have Leicester at home versus Tottenham. This is an exciting one. on Saturday morning at seven thirty. I am gonna go two to one Tottenham. Mm, I'm gonna go one-one again. I'm all in on the draws, draws this week. One-one draws. You know, Leicester City are definitely gonna lose, but I'm gonna say one-one. Uh, and then we have Burnley home. Against Norwich at 10 a.m. I can't pick against Norwich after what I just saw. I am mm. going to go 2 0 Norwich. I'll stick with you at 2 0 to Norwich. Uh, and then we have Everton at home versus Sheffield United. I'm going a 1 1 draw. Mm. I believe a little bit in the blades. No, I don't think that's correct. I think Everton get a 2 0 victory over Sheffield. We shall see. <laughs> Manchester City, they face Watford at home. So Watford hurt you. Mm-hmm. They can't hurt me, though. I've seen what City do to Watford. I am going to go. I got an angry Manchester City 4-0 win. 6 nothing Manchester oh, City. Oh, God. Fuck you, Watford. Oh, no. It's the FA Cup Fuck all over you, again. Watford. And then we have Newcastle at home versus Brighton. I'm going to go a 1-1 draw. Uh, yeah, this one's tough. This definitely feels like a draw. I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to go nil-nil. Oh, Disgusting oh, nil-nil God. draw. And then we have Crystal Palace at home versus Wolves on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. This screams another draw to me. 2-2 draw. No. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. It's in my head. 2-2 two, two two Wolves here, I think. I don't even know if Crystal Palace are going to score, but I got 2-1 Wolves. That might be a money bell. That might be a money bell for me. Yeah, so go ahead. So that means go Wolves. Go money bell. I mean, Pick that means draw. go Crystal Palace. Absolutely. <laughs> Wolves get the money bell this week. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. That's your bet. Uh, West Ham at home versus Man U. I am going to go 2-1 United. This one feels like a draw, too. I was thinking that, too, but I can't pick a draw every single point. Every, everything's a draw. Draws all around. <laughs> I can't decide, so 2-2 two, two draw. I don't think I West Ham are it. actually going to get points from this, though. I, can West Ham actually get points from teams that are good? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's a draw. Uh, and then we have Arsenal at home versus Villa. I am going to go 2-0 Arsenal. I just feel they have to win this one. 2-0 Arsenal. 1-1. One, one. <laughs> I want to die. I want to die. 1-1. One, one. I'm going to be at church on Sunday morning. I have, I have a remembrance mass that I have to go to. And I will be praying for the souls of every Arsenal player. On a 1-1 draw, Unai Emery out. And then we have another big one at 11.30. We have Chelsea at home versus Liverpool. Jimmy, this is the marquee matchup of the week. What do you think is going to happen here? So here's the thing. I want so badly to pick Chelsea to win this game. I want there to be a narrative. The young English players beat Liverpool. But here's the problem. They're not good? No. Yes, but (laughs) the problem is this. Kurt Zuma. Tamari, can they stop that front three? Dave on the right back Dave position. On the right. Yeah, okay. can he stop Mo Salah? No, no, he can't. He can't stop anyone. Um, I can't see any way Liverpool can't score on them. I want to pick Chelsea, but in the end, I'm going to go a three-two Liverpool win. Four-one Liverpool. Liverpool are going to smoke them. Oh man, that defense can't handle that front three of Liverpool. Um, Chelsea. Chelsea have lost their edge at Stamford Bridge, I think. Uh, they lost to Valencia today at home, missed a penalty. 
Uh, I'm not buying into it, and especially if they don't have Mason Mount. Who who, who would have thought we've been saying Chelsea run a lot through Mason Mount lately? Um, But I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Liverpool are favored at negative 110 right now, and Chelsea are plus 275 at home. Imagine being the underdog plus 275 at home. I mean, that could be a potential money bell for people, right? If if you're feeling... If you're feeling very risky and you want to bet against Liverpool. If you're a big Tammy Abraham guy. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, I'm. if I were a betting man, which I probably will be this weekend, uh, just to make it an even negative 300 for me, if anyone was wondering, uh, I would bet Liverpool here. And certainly that means that Chelsea will get some type of result. Yes. So, that's all we needed. <laughs> yeah. So that's truly the money bell. Yes. Uh, but Jimmy, why don't you hit him with the plugs? Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. Email us, mostlysoccershow at gmail.com. We appreciate five-star reviews. They help us get over the horrible losses that we suffered this weekend. Please leave us a five-star review telling us how much you want to see Unai Emery sacked (laughs) or how much you love Todd Cantwell and Timo Pukki. Yeah, I prefer those. Those would make us smile. So please leave us those. We look forward to talking to you next week, hopefully with... Less sadness and more happiness. I want to feel the pain now, Jimmy. I'm ready for oh, he's, it. Oh, he's leaning in. Leaning Michael's going to lean into the pain. <laughs> 1-1, Aston Villa and Arsenal. Oh, my God. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.